Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of the Word Up Podcast, your daily Bible study companion. We hope you've been blessed by previous episodes. If you're new here, we'd like to say a big welcome. We believe you're not here by accident and we've got something great for you today. So sit back, relax, grab a cup of coffee, tea or juice and let's get right into it. Luke chapter 16 and verse 10, the NIV. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. I'll take it again. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. These are the very words of Jesus, the one who has committed life and everything we have to us and will call us to account one day. Funny how people say, it is my life and I will live it the way I choose. No, it's not. And that's why everyone must give account of how we have managed the life and resources we were given. The way we live is a reflection of our understanding of scriptures. A quick pointer to what 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 says. It says, For what gives you the right to make such a judgment? For what do you have that God hasn't given you? And if everything you have is from God, why boast as though it were not a gift? It is clear from this passage that there is nothing we possess that we have not been given by God. Hence, we're just stewards, custodians of God's resources, and we will give account of how we have managed them. From the very big to the very little, everything belongs to God. A good mindset to have is to live with the consciousness that we are custodians of God's wealth, His resources, and His life. This would help us to be more accountable and not be wasteful. If you are faithful in little things, you will be faithful in large ones. But if you are dishonest in little things, you won't be honest with greater responsibilities. Some of us wish to have the big things and are of the opinion that when we have them, we will be faithful. But God says, if you're unfaithful with your fellowship on your $100 job, the chances are very high that you will be equally, if not more, unfaithful on a $1,000 job. A common one I've heard over the years is this. When God blesses me, I'll serve him. Hmm. While that sounds like a logical, natural philosophy, what we primarily need to serve and worship God is our hearts. A heart that yearns for God is what he longs for. Serving God with our substance is good, but God is much more interested in our heart. So whether you have money or not, whether you think you are blessed or not, being alive is all that is needed to serve God. And of a truth, when we serve Him, He blesses us. We see that in Exodus 23 and 25. He says, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and He shall bless your bread and your water, and He will take sickness away from your midst. So we see that serving God comes before the blessing. 
Many times we say we need the blessing to serve God, but our focus is on the blessing and not on God who blesses. Fortunately or unfortunately, I don't know which to say, God sees the heart and is not moved by gimmicks or tricks. So now let's move on and talk about money. Hmm, money. The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. This does not mean money is evil in itself. Because with money we get many things we need in this life. But the love of it, putting money above God, valuing money so much that one could do anything for it, regardless of what it costs, that is the root of all evil. The money we earn belong to God. Likewise, everything we own. The Bible is a complete book from Genesis to Revelation, inspired by God, and the principles in Scripture cannot be broken. Some controversy sprang up some time ago about giving a tenth of one's earnings to God, and many Christians stood against it that they were not in support of tithing. Well, that's their opinion, as everyone is open to having their opinion. But in my opinion, there are various forms of giving financially, and tithing is one that I strongly believe in, and the principles are quite clear in scriptures. The book of Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10 talks about the tithe being taken to the house of God, so the idea of giving one's tithe to the poor is not scriptural. The act is called almsgiving and shouldn't be mistaken with tithing. The act of tithing is worship. The act of tithing is worship. We come and we tell God that the money belongs to him and we've brought this little back to him to say thank you. Tithing should be done in the local assembly where you worship and are being fed the spiritual word of God. It should not be transferred somewhere else to your home church. That sort of giving is referred to as an offering or a gift, if you wish, but should not be taken from your tithe. The tithe is an untouchable 10% of your income, which belongs to God. It is not a gift to God. It belongs to Him. <laughs> if someone struggles to tithe from £1,000 earning, which is £100, the chances are that tithing £10,000 earning will be difficult. Anyways, this is not a teaching on tithing or giving, but we are to live with liberality, knowing that God owns all that we possess. And if we prove faithful in the little, he brings the increase. Give the issue of tithing a try and see what God does in your life. Good enough, we're not asking you to send any money to us. No, we've said earlier in the podcast that your tithe and your giving should be majorly to your local assembly. So just start to mention that. The last thing I'd like to talk about is opportunities. When we have little opportunity to serve, let us love the work of service and do so with all of our heart. It may surprise you that the person making the most impact in the church may not necessarily be the pastor or vicar, but it may be one backstage individual whom no one knows. If you have been called to pray, be faithful in prayer. 
If you have been called to assist, be faithful in assisting. For God will reward everyone according to how we have handled what he has committed to our care. What are some life lessons we can learn from this beautiful verse? Number one, everything we have is from God. Everything we have is from God. Lesson number two, our heart is the most important factor to worship God. Our heart is the most important factor in worshiping God. Number three, cherish everything God has given because the fruit lies in the seed. The fruit lies in the seed and many trees lie in that seed. Shall we pray? Dear Father, we thank you for your word which has come forth to us today. Help us to be trustworthy. Help us to be good stewards of your resources, of this life that you've committed to us. Help us to be accountable. Help us, O oh God, to be prudent. And when you return and you call us to account, help us to be able to give good account of how we've used what you've committed into our hands, the giftings, the life, the resources, everything. And may we get the remark from you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Come into my rest. Thank you, dear Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for tuning into the Word of Podcast today. We hope you've been inspired by God's Word. If you've got any questions or comments, you could leave them at the comment section below or email us at worduppodcast21 at gmail.com. We'd be delighted to read from you. You could also do it by letting us know where you're listening from and how this program has blessed you. See you next time for another exciting and inspiring episode of the Word Up Podcast. God bless you. Bye-bye.